0: That not that my, not that I ever really look at my notes anyway. But well, it's playing, it's recording. Who's
1: playing tonight at Thornbury Picture House? What is Terminator Two? What's is it? it? Let's yeah. d- ditch this podcast and go. Let's
0: get out of here.
2: <laughs> oh, I Ready? Oh yeah, but it's off my phone as well. Uh, Blakey
0: Always oh, texting me. I just can't have that. <laughs>
2: Alright, I'm going to go. This is the Real Good Podcast. My name is John Roebuck and with me is Blake Drug Boy Curtis. Yes, Drug And the Derek Heisenberg Armstrong.
0: Thank you. I just shaved my head for the occasion.
2: Okay. This episode is called Gus Fring Only Has Two Facial Expressions and that's because we'll be talking about Al Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Here's a synopsis that we found on the internet. The Netflix event "El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie reunites fans with Jesse Pinkman. In the wake of his dramatic escape from captivity, Jesse must come to terms with his past in order to forge some kind of future. This gripping thriller is written and directed by Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. Here on Gilligan's Isle. The creator of Breaking Bad. But not Gilligan's Isle. Is it a gripping thriller, though? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It didn't grip me very much. And is it um, uh, bad to say that I am not that big on Breaking Bad? (laughs) I... Ooh, you can make a controversial stance like that if you want, but only you only get one per year. Yeah. Shut's fired Ooh.
0: Okay. I like Breaking Bad,
2: but I also think it's overrated. Ooh. But you yeah. think everything's overrated? No. I, I think, think Game it's of, it's of top Thrones. Five. I think it's a top 5 TV show of all Game time of Thrones probably. isn't overrated, it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so you think it's overrated? Star Wars? You love small. Good wandering. Star Wars. Okay, so
1: do, are you do, are you telling me you like um, the new Star Warses or the prequels? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to find something that's rated that you don't think is overrated. Empire Strikes Back, The Matrix. Um, okay. Yeah, but this this is your same popular, <laughs> popular. Whenever I also have this theory that Jozza doesn't like things that are popular, and these are the they're the go tos. He says that he likes the things that are popular. <laughs> well, those so, are the two things that are popular. Yeah, but you also Mad Max it, Fury Road. You could stop using. All right, so the Wire? You, so you reckon Mad Max Fury, Fury Road is rated as it should be? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, uh, I'll
2: allow that. Uh, what are other ones? God, there'd be heaps because I'm so easy to please. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? The uh, was, the we Gilligan's Island.
0: Gilligan's Island. Yes. It's a three-hour tour. I'm going to whomp it with it my hat. It's just <laughs> supposed to be a three-hour tour. And did you see what happened to those people? Years. <laughs> I actually
2: don't think, I ever think I've, seen I don't think I've ever seen sure it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Sherwood
0: Schwartz. He also produced The Brady Bunch created the Brady Bunch showrunner, don't I guess. Don't think I've ever seen well, that. Anyway,
2: this, the theme song of which is the song that is most often in my head. Well, I can't get it out.
1: The Brady Bunch song? Oh, oh, really? Yep. Wow. I don't think I could even tell you how good. It's the story of a and man named Brady. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right.
2: Breaking Bad. John doesn't like Breaking Bad. Does any of us like this
1: movie? Nah. You didn't like El Camino either? Nah. Oh, good. Nah. Yeah, No. Nah, I don't What heard. a boring movie. Oh, why the hell was it? Like, I was really <laughs> excited at the start of it when you saw him in the shower and he was freaking out. I was like, that this is going to be... Like it. <laughs> you know me? You old horn showers. dog. So
0: here's my, here's my take. Here's my hot take. <laughs> I'm, sure, I, I'm sure there are lots of hot takes on the internet, which I haven't read. Hot but takes in the shower. If you were going to make a movie of Breaking Bad you need to take the essence of the show and reproduce it, right? Correct. The problem is there are conflicting essences of the show. One essence of the show is this bubbling cauldron, this pressure cooker where people are constantly finding themselves in no-win situations and having to try to get out of them alive. The other essence of the show are these long meditative moments um, that can extend over a whole episode. There was a whole episode um, devoted to Walt trying to swat a fly. You know, uh, in the while he was trying to make meth in the lab. Um, now, Vince Gilligan can't have it both ways in a Breaking Bad movie. He needs to go with one or the other, and I think it would have made more sense to go with a crazy pressure cooker than to go with a meditative, long set of set pieces that didn't really go anywhere. And he went with the latter.
2: Well, the the, the meditative form only really works if it adds. Especially over the course of it's like two hours and two minutes or something. It's long. It long really it, it really adds a hands. layer of complexity to the main character or to what it's trying to achieve. And I really didn't feel like I uh, knew Jesse much more. There was much development with Jesse over the course of the the, um, yeah. the film. If anything, he'd regress, and I feel like um, yeah. Aaron Paul had sort of forgotten how to play Jesse Pinkman a little yeah. bit, yeah. and uh, it was sort of in, inappropriate for what had happened before. But the whole thing just kind of fell a bit pointless. Yeah, I agree. I'm, um, I'm blown away by the uh, rapturous reviews it's been getting. Yeah,
1: me too. And I, you've hit the nail on the head, Ro- Roebuck, for once. That's um. me, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I've been thinking
2: about this. People don't know that I'm Rono, and you <laughs> often call me Rono in this. So hopefully, yeah. I'll start calling
1: you Jory It's <laughs> John. John. <laughs> oh, shit. it will look me in the eyes when you call years. me <laughs> No, you've nailed it. I 100% agree. Like, especially, it seemed like at the start of the movie as well, when he's in the shower and he's stressing out and, like, he's really he's really agitated. I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. We're going to get insight into, like, kind of like room, you know, you get insight as to what it feels like for someone who's been in captivity for such a long period right. of time to have to deal with getting back out there. Except the added layer of this, or the benefit could have been that he also has to keep running so he doesn't really get a chance to process any of this point of but play- as soon as he starts running again he seems to just forget and be like oh yeah i'm chill point I'm of fine. clarification yeah. how long was he in captivity that's a good question i'd have to revisit So that, that some number
0: of weeks right not like
1: a sick not like six
2: no months, i think right? it's months I'm pretty a- sure and months. they don't clarify that in el camino
0: no i mean <laughs> his beard grows
1: fairly long have, but that's just cause, because because I mean, you could get that way if they are
0: shaving you yeah, for two months because spoiler
1: know. alert breaking bad hank dies yeah, yeah. At, in the desert, and Which that's one's where Hank is the, the, the cop, fat Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. him. Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> he gets caught. He know he gets ki- there's like a stand out in the out in the desert. They're finally right. gonna get Walt. He gets killed. The, the na- neo Nazis take Jesse, and yeah. Walt runs for it. Right. And he is sh- and Walt assumes have killed Jesse, but then he sees some blue meth on the market. Oh, however okay. long later, and it's just like holy shit, he's still alive, and goes back to. Okay. So, situation. so but it's definitely months because he Walt gets to bloody Alaska or whatever is in that cabin for ages and yada 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 before the, he comes back. So Walt went to Alaska as no, well. No, no, no. Okay? I think that was New Hampshire. Well, it was definitely this because the there was an
0: episode called, episode called Granite State, and I believe New Hampshire is the Granite State. No, oh, no, sorry. Uh, live free or die is the state motto of New Hampshire, and I think oh God, I can't remember. He's cool New State motto. He's in yes is <laughs> yeah. the name of a diehard movie, also. <laughs> the um, free and Die Hard. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yes, Alaska okay. So, so that's all coming up. back to me. But so so that yes, you're right. He sheds that pretty quickly. Yeah. Like he 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 shaves his beard, which they he, even his goof goofball friends, Badger and Skinny Pete, don't think that's a good idea. They're like, they don't know what you look like with a beard. Keep mm. your beard. Now he's gotta look like Jesse Pinkman again. Mm. So it's like he sheds that and he has a few moments where he's like Ah, I'm freaking out, someone's coming after me. But the problem is no one's coming after him. Where were the police in this movie? Yeah. They're they have no they have no individual character that represents them, which would be maybe a little bit of a cliched approach to it. But they also have no collective presence either. Like you don't really feel like the police are just around the corner about to nab him, right? Yeah. He's just he basically goes wherever he needs to go, gets involved in these errands, like the whole part with Robert Forster, rest in peace, you know. Um it basically just felt like a bunch of jerking off. Like, it didn't seem like there was really anything being accomplished in the whole fact that he has to go there with not quite enough money and then go away and then come back. Yeah, and It's mm. just like, what, what's the point of all that? It takes mm. up 45 minutes of the movie and it's meandering just Meandering
2: nothing. Of time. To its credit, I felt like it was quite uh, watchable, meandering nothing. Yeah. And yeah. I was never t- totally bored. Uh, I mean, I was sort of drifting in and out of uh, attention because I feel like I could have easily skipped 15 minutes and have landed in the same place. In terms of uh, like narrative progression, um, right, So I don't hate the movie, yeah, but
0: but clearly the first instincts I have about it are to discuss all the things it does wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's it's just it's not. It feels like it's in the world of Breaking Bad, but it doesn't have the cleverness. You now it does like Breaking Bad d- episodes. Best episodes are defined by the lack of cle- by the you know the fact that something crazy from a narrative standpoint happens. Like someone gets themselves into some fix that you can't figure out how they're going to get out of, and usually Walt or someone, you know, Walt would, would devise a solution. You know, uh, I'm going to you know, say exactly this thing to this person at this time, and that will prevent him from killing me um, and keep me alive for another 24 hours, which is what I need to finish doing X, Y, or Z, you know? Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a bit of that in here. Like, there were no conflicts, really. The one kind of standoff... That he has with the two welder guys who disguise himself as police it basically fizzles out i mean they basically just go yeah okay you can have some of the money it's like what where's the tension Mm. you know and 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 the single worst moment of the film i'll see if you guys agree with me on this is the moment when he gives himself up because he doesn't want to be a cop killer right so good good on jesse penguin for not wanting to kill a cop 10 seconds later, realizes they're not police because they turn him over and, they, and he says, and they start to you know, wrap uh, a power cable around his, his arms to bind him. And he says, hey, guys, can I have some handcuffs? How, what about some handcuffs, guys? Like, and then he goes, wait, you're not police officers. <laughs> he actually says that out loud. And you're like, in that one moment, I was like, they've lost the plot. They, they, don't, they, they, they don't have a grasp on what this movie should be.
2: Mm-hmm. I also (laughs) 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 the end (laughs) (laughs) the reaction from (laughs) that's all we've got time for. It's Mm. John (laughs) Blakey. Sorry, Um, Sorry. where did you get that beer?
1: Uh, Your lovely wife delivered them. do you want one? uh, There. I'm drinking a
0: a no sugar coke at the moment. Well, this is for you. If you, uh, yeah, maybe Uh, I will uh, consume it at some point. yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, do
2: you guys agree with that essential assessment that it just doesn't... Absolutely. And at the end of El Camino, I feel like uh, Jesse was in a relatively similar place as he was at the end of Breaking Bad. You know, maybe one more step forward in Alaska, but he'd escaped. Uh, Very true, yeah. And what did that add? It didn't add that much in terms of plot. He really... Like, when Jesse drives away at the end of Breaking Bad, you sort of filled in the blanks and hoped that he'd got to Alaska anyway. And then this is just like, okay, so the thing happened after two hours that he sort of was already doing. <laughs> so it didn't add anything in no. regard to where he was and what was happening with it with him. And I don't think it added that much in regard to who he was.
1: So Do, we, do we think this means old Gilligan boy can't, even though he's obviously proven he's a master of television, do we reckon maybe he's not necessarily a good filmmaker? But is this a film? It doesn't feel like a film. It feels like two episodes yeah, of the
2: show,
0: like two episodes which which of the show. should have been four episodes or not at all. Like it needed to be. Yeah. It needed there needed to be more of an arc for him to travel. Yeah. During his escape, so so one of the
1: what does I that come from it, him or does that come from like Netflix? Do you reckon? I always mm. wonder that stuff because I think a lot well, of the a lot of the time in this podcast where I was like, oh, it's the, the goddamn director not doing the thing. But sometimes I wonder, like especially with like the Marvel stuff when we talk about it. Well, it's probably a team of suits saying. Nah, this is the way it's got but to. He be. doesn't want to do a whole other season. So you, you're you're talking
0: about either a film or nothing. You're not you're not going to bring everybody. You're not. I mean, you're not. I in my review said that it could have been a four four episode mini season, but that's not really a thing. I mean, you, the idea is to do you know, like they always said with um, with Community, like six seasons in a movie, like you, you wrap it up with a movie as a kind of a way to cap it all off. But but what did this cap off? It just. I mean, it it gives you a few looks at a few other characters without really yeah. doing anything with them mm. it gives you some flashbacks which are almost without exception unfulfilling mm. like the, the flashback with todd I and mean, i think jesse Plemons is this great actor um the, the, the psychopath todd who kills his housekeeper because she saw where he was hiding the money that went on forever that's and it didn't thing, do anything
1: that's the other thing well that's the other thing i'd like to point out with this film that really irked me is just how convenient a lot of it was uh, you know yeah. like it was very convenient the cops rocked up when they did it was very convenient that he, you know, opted to get Jesse out of the hole to help him, so Jesse knows that there's a lot of money at the apartment. It's all just convenience for yeah. convenience' sake, so that Jesse has money and has an out situation. It was all a bit like. Uh, well, I also i had i had what i would, what I would consider to be the Incredibles two problem
0: with this. I actually like Incredibles two quite a lot, but one thing I didn't like about Incredibles two is that it takes place like the next day after Incredibles. It's like a continuous really? narrative. Oh, you didn't uh, remember that. I didn't say it. Oh, you didn't see it. So, so so when you're looking at them in conjunction, you have to say, okay, so all the events of Incredibles 1 just ended and these these new events that are also earth-shaking uh, happen start happening one day later. So, that's kind of how I feel why about this Why didn't I like that? Why didn't I like that in the case in this case? Oh, just
1: generally. I didn't like that in this case because or I thought Incredibles 2
0: it's the, the the events that happen here are so boring when taken in connection. With the grand finale of Breaking Bad, that it feels like such an anticlimax that this is the next thing that occurred to Jesse right after he had this whole other mini adventure thing that involved that involved you know this new set of antagonists and everything like that. But it's almost like it, it's almost like having a tea party right after you know to quote Star Wars right after Han Solo dies to have a tea party right afterward. You know, it's like it's like what, this is like the, effectively a a tea party after this. Neo-Nazi carnage where Walt rigged up a, 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 sub, a an automatic machine gun out of the, that popped out of the hood of his car mm. to kill everybody, and then Jesse ran away, and then the next day he's like having this boring negotiation with Robert Forster. Like it's just, mm. it's those two things being back to back events in this character's life is just a major anticlimax <laughs> for me.
1: Yeah, well, see, I, I was I'm okay with the concept of it not having fireworks. Like I think the only thing that this film was missing for me, anyway, was just. Just a slightly well better written, and just having quieter scenes where you just saw Jesse dealing with what the what the hell he was dealing he with. He doesn't. He doesn't process it. Mm. But, well, that was my major issue. Like yeah. the, the plot itself. Like even when he like when he called his parents, I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. It's, there's gonna be a moment here where he sits down with his parents, and they're gonna like they're gonna hash it out. Yeah. Like, and it was just missed like opportunities. There's so many yeah. missed opportunities in yeah. this. And so for me, the the general exterior plot of what was going on externally of what the character is doing was not missing i'm okay with the events of what happened it could have been slightly better written because i said it was convenient but it was the internal stuff that i really wanted That's and i think that's what breaking bad was always really good at it was exploring the internal state of mind well, in essentially those yeah moments. it's in the title
0: breaking bad it's about a descent from from morality to immorality yeah and there's nothing like that and there's no arc like that in this film at all. I mean the, the what I think is doing the work for that is these flashback scenes to these moments with these characters who most of most of whom are dead now. Like but so that's fan service and it's trying to do the kind of intellectual work of the film but none of those scenes were interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like it's supposed to be some exciting moment that we get to see Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul have a scene together again but wasn't an interesting scene really you know oh there's walt white well that's cool we get to see brian Cranston do walt white one more time but like so what and and,
2: and <laughs> not even particularly um engagingly i mean yeah that walter white scene really walter, just I felt like it was walt. just like <laughs> it's yes like walt disney sorry um <laughs> it really um his name's john <laughs> yeah they're all john, john heisenberg um but so, yeah like that scene like yeah. I, I guess what's so surprising about el camino is that Vince Gilligan, uh, through his work, has given off the impression that he wouldn't make a superfluous Breaking Bad movie. And that's exactly what he's done. And even the the, the individual scenes, like the Walter White scene, okay, I saw Walter White one more time, and it sort of touched on their relationship, but didn't add to their relationship at all. He doesn't care about
0: fan service, I don't feel like. Mm. The thing is, so, okay, so we have to take into consideration here that there is another Breaking Bad TV show going on right now. Yeah. Which is great. I don't know if you is guys watch Better Call it, Saul, but which I is really like it. pretty much as good yeah. as Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, so he clearly hasn't lost it. Yeah. He knows what to do. Like I think that, if anything, Better Call Saul even has more narrative daring than Breaking Bad in terms of sending you off on these unexplained tangents for a really long time and setting things up for a really long time before paying them off. I mean, he did that in Breaking Bad, and he's almost kind of perfected it in Better Call Saul. But that sensibility is completely absent from this film. This film just has a, has no center to it. Yeah. Why so,
2: is it called El Camino? But that's my. The,
0: that's the tr- the truck that he steals. And that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? It's 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 a name. I mean, I'd almost rather to be called like "badly broken" or something. Like I don't know, like brilliant. Like, <laughs> I mean, like El Camino is this relatively small part of the plot at the beginning, and then that the, that kicks off this kind of arcane, complicated plan about who, who's going to drive this way and who's going to drive this way, so that they can fool the police. Who don't even, you never even see the police chasing anybody, so it's completely lost on you. So yeah. it's like it's basically just like he needed to pick an, an element of the film to use as its title and that was what it was well i wonder
1: what and again i wonder what would have happened you know if it was i don't know is it i just wonder if it's like because he's proven himself so many times before with breaking bad and better Call soul is it is it a case of he's just an artist that's not suited for a film or is this kind of i don't know netflix getting involved and saying no cut 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 like i, guess I, I feel I just, like netflix is, is fairly
0: hands-off with that stuff because mm. uh, they got so they have so much content coming through them that I almost feel like they can't spend uh, time I on I
2: have heard that Netflix is um yeah pretty um uh, allowing in their directors or showrunners you know creative yeah. creativity mm. that's what I would guess because they have so many I
0: mean they have they have a bunch of shows that have episodes of vastly <coughs> different lengths like there's that show The OA I don't know if you ever saw any of it some of the, the episodes end. were 25 minutes some of the episodes were an hour and 13 minutes it was like it was all over the place, and I think that was what they wanted to do with that show. So I don't think that Netflix probably got involved here, but I just think it was a bad concept from the beginning. You don't need a two-hour wrap-up of what happened to Jesse Pinkman. Hmm. Jesse, Jesse driving off and not being dead is really all you need to know at the end of Breaking Bad, I think.
1: Yeah, but I, in saying that, I was excited for knowing it was coming out, and I, and I was excited at the start when he went, went into the chow with the gun. And he was not letting it go. Like, yeah. I was just like, all right, we've got a really fucked up individual here and we're going to explore that. And then it's it was just gone like... gone after
0: 15 minutes. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I, it, it was just old Jesse. Like, yeah, it was just bizarre.
2: Yeah. Have we got anything else to say about this movie? Or do we want to move on to our top three? <laughs> I want I to I think know. I've already
1: torn it enough of a new
0: asshole. So yeah. I well, I agree
2: <laughs> with everything you said. I read your... Re- I re- well, I posted it I think it's I, it was still a
0: five. Like, it's... Like, so... It's still like... I... I, I I thought that the ingredients that the elements were there. A the most part, <laughs> five star movie. Five out of ten. Were mostly executed competently, you know. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't hate watching it, but I kept on waiting for something to kick in that kind of like made me say, "This is why he wanted to make this film. Mm-hmm. This is what theme he was trying to explore mm-hmm. here." Never happened.
1: Well, it's still and it still kind of uh, what I did enjoy about it is it had the elements of, and I'm such a sucker for westerns. You know, it had the elements of a Western and that shootout was pretty, that was pretty cool. And yet you rejected my offer to put
2: those Westerns on USB, those legally bought Westerns on USB for (laughs) you last weekend. In my defense, I actually looked to buy those Westerns uh, last weekend uh, legally and I just couldn't find them anywhere. Come get him, boys. Yeah, come at me.
1: Come get him. Um, Put him in the
2: hole. Jesse Pinkman style. What annoyed me about that shootout at the end was it it was so so cheap. But because westerns are awesome, I got like a cheap thrill out of it, and I I felt ashamed that I enjoyed <laughs> watching
1: it. It also felt odd. It also felt odd to me to add that character in 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 that way. You mean, the one that he ends up having to duel with. Yeah, yeah. like it, it just seemed like, like everyone just got added in. That guy was basically kind of a nice thought. guy.
0: He like basically was like, "All right, Jesse, take a third of." He was originally going to give him half, but the other guy got mad, right? Yeah. So he's like, "All right, take a third of the." The money and disappear and so then Jesse comes back and says I need eighteen hundred dollars more so that's a kind of a bullshit because they would probably just be like yeah okay here's eighteen hundred dollars more they wouldn't have a duel about it and you know risk dying <laughs> yeah. so but but like that character isn't what you're looking for from a breaking bad villain like you know Gus Fring or Tuco or you know. The neo Nazis. He's just like a nobody who basically is trying to avoid a conflict. Huh. And they just, that character was poorly conceived. And I think it was kind of poorly cast. But too. again,
1: that commentary could have been played with again. Like, you know, if he in the past has seen the fact that Jesse's caged up and he's allowing it and is okay with it. Like, that's play with all of that. Play with all that kind of emotion that's wrapped into that. And also, like, the concept of, like, even how Jesse felt about Walter White. Because at the end of. Breaking Bad he was fucking furious and so it's like he probably has that pent-up emotion Still in there and, and just none of that was explored. Honestly, I feel like the writing's been on the wall for a while Is it controversial
2: to say that Gus Fring is not an interesting character? He's oh come on, Gus Spring! He's got two faces. He's got his like pleasant face when he's working at the chicken shop, and then his face drops and he does serious face. Walter White <laughs> okay. also has the same face. problem. He's Walt- got half
0: face from when his face gets blown off.
2: True. Okay, two and a, two and a half. I actually think Walter White is similarly uh, two note. Ooh. He's got his like bumbling professor act, and then he's got his like scary I'm the one that knocks thing. How many Breaking Bad you have, is John? incredibly watchable, <laughs> and it's it's it ends on cliffhangers and it's exciting. But I actually don't think it's as deep or as clever as it gets credit for. I don't think I could even have that discussion with yeah, you. I, I don't know where to begin on that. What Top about three. Mike? Mike's what, great. Dwight. Oh, is he the guy who looks like a bit like um the no, guy. Mike Ehrmantraut yeah, is awesome. A, yeah, he's um, fantastic. He's he's a major character in Better Call Saul, yeah. and I think that's one
0: of the reasons why it's so enjoyable. Do you know
2: why, what What has made me avoid? I, I'm keen to watch Better Call Saul since you guys have um uh, said it's great. What has uh, uh you know steered me clear for it? Is that even a saying? Uh, is that I feel like Saul was uh, perfectly used as a, a secondary character. And as the series went on, they used more and more of him. I feel like the power of Saul was lost a little bit. And then I heard they making made an entire series about him. I feel like it um, might have taken away from what made him so special in the first place was that he wasn't, you know, like, he was like the shark in Jaws. He'd just come in and, punk, you know, make an impact and then withdraw. Uh, having said that, I've never seen... I think all.
0: almost every time in, in, in TV history where that kind of thing has occurred, it hasn't been successful. With a couple exceptions, like maybe like... Frazier or something like that coming out of cheers Um, Uh, but for the most part yeah spinning off a character from a show is not really a good idea Mm. turns out bob odenkirk is terrific Mm. and you are so glad that he has his whole whole show to himself uh, because that guy has for much of his life he was like a bit player in stupid comedy some of which he directed he just really didn't have um a prominence in our culture and because he got this spotlight in Breaking Bad, and now went on to do Better Call Saul, which is just critically adored, mm. I love that guy. I think he's terrific. I can't wait to see Bob Odenkirk and everything. He's great, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. We but, have
1: to move on to our top three. But it is yeah. also shared with Mike. Like they are, yeah. they yeah. are both dual protagonists. I would, in that I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, which one of you wants to introduce our top three? Derek.
0: I'll do it. Sure. Let's just uh, top three films that came out of TV, I guess, or came out of a TV show. I, I assume there's going to be a couple different interpretations of that, but um, uh, I because you've <laughs> been thinking outside the box a, again, well, Derek. Couple, after you guys are done, I might mention a couple that I thought that I steered clear of. Because yeah, we'll see if we, we have time. It, so. yeah, <laughs> well, that was of. one I was thinking of, but yeah, that's not what yeah. I was going to mention. But so, all right, my number three is is Twenty One Jump Street, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which you know, no one of those things like, oh God, who needs who needs a Twenty One Jump Street movie? No one cared about that show, or they they cared about it for such a short amount of time. Completely re envisioned from the actual show, but yeah, that's a really funny movie. It, yeah. you know, it kind of introduced us to Lord and Miller, and uh, what the two, the combo in there of um, Tan- Channing Tatum and uh, Jonah Hill ended up being t- com- com- comedy dynamite. I'm, I'm down with it. My number two is probably would have been my number one until I rewatched it last year and didn't love it as much, but the Muppet movie.
2: Oh, I, I, no, I watched that for the first time like three weeks ago. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. Wh- yeah. Which well, one's that? The new one? With Jesse? No, no. The one, the one 1979, uh, baby. Uh, the, um, the it was a simpler time. It's not easy Muppets had movies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, that was like a classic of my childhood and that came out of the Muppets Variety Show. So there you go. But my number one, and this is a little outside the box, but I think it works. Wayne's World.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. Wayne's World.
0: Uh, Wayne's World. Another one of those things like it, that, that was the beginning, maybe not the, quite the beginning, but near the beginning of when they tried to make popular Saturday Night Live characters into, um, into feature length films. And it almost always was not successful, but Wayne's World was a, was a
1: huge exception to that. And it was, I, think it's, I still think it's hilarious. It so, is very funny. Thank yeah. um, My number three is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And the very cool, the not the graphic ones that you know was released. There's been years, like three different versions. The early nineties. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about early nineties yeah. when they were like people in suits Secret and they went of the back use? to China or Japan and just <laughs> fought everyone. It, yeah. was the, it was the best. That that, yeah, that, 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 that. there's a fucking movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take no <note>, Gilligan. <laughs> Number two is Mr Bean movie. Again, I, oh. as a kid, quite liked it a lot. Mr. Bean flipping everyone off in Hollywood.
2: What he does with <laughs> when he re- repaints Whistler's mother <laughs> in that face is one of the funniest images in any film ever. <laughs> oh, have have you seen it? You? No, but I'm just oh. I'm now oh just realizing God. that I should have included well, my Python. Oh, check fun. it out. I can't remember any of the oh. re- the rest of the film really, but that image <laughs> I've, I've got that photo in my. That I think that's the photo, or the uh, Facebook photo for the hiker club. Yeah, it,
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> it also came when we were like came out when we were like twelve or something. So it's very good timing. I,
0: I do like Rowan Atkinson a lot, but I've never seen it. Oh, that's
1: see it. That's that's yeah. our next classic. We have to do it soon. Cool. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> so And yep. number one, similar to your Saturday Night Live Wayne's World thing, is Borat for me. Uh, ah, well, true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> bra, 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 bra. Can you say the whole title? No. What, what is Borat: that? Cultural learnings for ma- cultural learnings of America for make benefit glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Now say it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Kazakhstan of glorious benefit. No, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was good, but not really
2: good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Borat: Sensational needs uh, everyone go watch it.
2: I'm surprised that uh, mine aren't. Uh,
1: uh, different, so yeah. we're going to have th- ni- three different choices for each of us. Oh yeah, my number three is the fugitive. Sex in the City, Entourage,
2: Sex in the City, Sex in the City two, and I'm hoping there's a Sex in the City three. So you know hope, I'm making it. my number, the three is the fugitive. Oh yeah, okay, uh, good one. I don't anyway. actually love the fugitive.
0: My have you watched
2: the TV show? I don't love it either, but I like mm. it a lot. Mm. Uh, number two is the Wrath of Khan. So that was, oh, that was mine. Was, I, I'm glad I didn't spoil it because Star Trek did come out of TV. So, yep. And uh, my
0: number one is Life of Brian. Oh, uh, what? Yep. I just discovered this... that when you were talking about Mr.
2: Bean that I realized I should have included Monty Python. These are oh, all yeah. cheeky
1: choices. Have you seen the Fugitive show? Because I don't think you can crown it if you haven't seen the show.
2: We didn't make those rules, and I watch it all the time.
1: It's, uh, it's a. I was
2: watching it just before you guys rocked up. Honorable <laughs> mention, and to I'll the watch Simpsons it again tonight. Honorable you know? th-
1: mention. to No, no, nah. <laughs> no, Derek. Absolutely <laughs> Come on. not. Uh, any final thoughts about El Camino? I think generally, especially after looking through this TV list, TV to movie list, I'm not so. Con- I'm not convinced that the format works. That like you can convert TV to film and to have the same feel and impact and yada 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 especially cuz i think all the films we mentioned just in our top 3 i think they all kind of like reinvented the wheel a bit i can't think of any one that took the formula of the tv show and converted it successfully into film yeah i'll yep.
0: double down on that with my final comment like i agree it looked to like i want a film version of a show that i like to actually look a bit different than the show i want it to feel in essence the same, but to feel grander or something. I just felt like I watched another two episodes of the show and two and not very good episodes. shitty episodes, yeah. 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 I'll
2: triple down. And that's all we've got time for. This has been The Real Good Podcast. Thank you. Who do I say thank you to first? Derek. Thank you, Derek. Oh, thank me first, yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Mr. Number One and I, Scabbers over uh, here. Uh, Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> <I> leave it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, for more everything, go to realgood.com.au. That's Real with two E's. Thank you, everyone. Bye.